Yo, what is up, guys? So today's episode is in collaboration with the Off the Rails podcast, and we've decided to break it up into two parts because you know it's a pretty long conversation. So sit back and enjoy. Peace. The queen is a witch. What yes. is witchcraft? <laughs> exactly. Witchcraft is when you exercise dominance where you have no authority. Exactly. It is when you try and operate in a space where you do not have jurisdiction. Exactly. The queen. In our own land, she was already the queen she was or, already, the, or the king. Or she England. was really. They were already in their own place. You know what? They said, everybody else, why are they enjoying themselves being free? <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> and she now used her witchcraft spirit to go and say, let's go to why, America. Yeah, and we own it. Say, God said we are supposed to take this place. You say, which God? Which God said, yeah, God said I should kill all of you. And I was going to own the land. And they came to Africa and they dominated. They went to India. Yeah. They went to Hong Kong. Af- America. Everywhere. Uh-uh. Where places we people go? That's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. And I people are expecting us to say it's spiritual. Let me tell you people something. When we are praying against principalities and power, who do you think we are praying against? It's that woman. That she's that's, why, that's why she has not died. That's why she's still alive. Hundred and something. She's sucking Honestly, blood. She's the one. Sucking blood at night. Mm. And this is my evidence for this. You might think this is all ludicrous. This is the evidence. Have you ever seen the queen on a plane? Because she did fly for nights. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Think about it. Open your third eye, open your third eye. <laughs> Let's just resource reason this problem. Alright, what is up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. It is your host Oval and today I've got with me all the way from Texas, the guys from the Off the Rails podcast. How you doing, guys? Hey guys? Introduce yourself. All right. So this is your boy Io, aka Aladide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder when that thing is going to stop making people. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for the sake of <laughs> for the sake of when we upload to our podcast, um, this is another episode of Off the Rails. Even though it might be two years from now, because I'm lazy. But uh, my name's Ovo Ovio, a relation. What's good, people? My name is Jeffrey. And it's your boy Stag, Shaladi African Giants. Gang, gang. There you have it. That's it. The end, period. Now, cheers, guys. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, as you guys know, honestly, like the reason I have you guys on here is because I just wanted to talk about, you know, with the way things are at the moment in the world, especially in America, things are being messed up right now, you know, things are being fucked up. And I just want to talk to you guys about just life as a young black man in America. Mm-hmm. Because, again, being a young black man anywhere right now, is, is it's hard. But in America, I feel like you guys have a slightly different experience with everything that's going on. And yeah, I, I guess my first question to you guys was just, honestly, why America? Like, why did you, why did you choose to go to America? Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> honestly, we, get us we wanted, we wanted Canada. We still <laughs> want Canada, not wanted. <laughs> We're still working on it. You see, America's makeup was fine that night. <laughs> so a little bit of beer goggles. You know, it was it was whiskey. It was it was a whiskey, whiskey night. Magic. It was marketing. Before I knew what happened, they had approved my visa. So here we are. But, okay, but, I mean, on the most serious, on the most serious note, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as a seriousness. Okay, but um, why did I come to America? Hmm. Eddie Murphy. I think. Gang, gang. <laughs> well, everything. I think everything kind of boils down to like first of all the media that comes to nigeria is predominantly from i mean for most of the world is hollywood right so yeah. we knew america was this promised land type p at least we thought we knew right mm. and we were lied to try, yeah lied to and then also you, nigerians i mean nigerians are everywhere like for instance mr Orwell is in australia all the way but <laughs> try in the future down under chelsea <laughs> For me, to be honest, I won't lie. I won't lie. Let me just shame the devil. It's woman that carried me here. I can't. I can't <laughs> lie. I'm, I moved here because of babe. Really? Well, yeah. Not All the way from Nigeria. I swear to God. <laughs> and now here I am, single. <laughs> well, I think, I think for me, um, my also, family is predominantly located in the US like, and in the UK, so I had a choice. But then again, when you're done with degree, you, you need to text, have yeah. an option to stay back and get some return on investment. So. I just decided yeah, to go to the US. Text, I read it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I think same for me. I mean, people I, I knew that left Nigeria had come here, you know. 
I came to Houston uh, for school, and Houston has a lot of Nigerians. And my sister was already there, but my parents knew a lot of people there as well. So for me, for me, for most of you there, it was you know it was about school. Like you came here initially for schooling. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anybody yeah. no that like you said most of us came for school. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We all came for education. Yeah. I think and women. And women, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> most of us. <laughs> Some people are learning a lot of things. We're learning. All is learning. Learning. Exactly. All is learning. Have you? I think to be fair, America was. So for me, it was really grad school. Um, Grad yeah. school and uh, grad school and woman to be fair, but the woman thing was because I was I was in a relationship at the time and we were trying to move for grad school and we did a lot of uh, eliminations and all that shit and like landed on Dallas Texas and it was like alright cool right but when I got here uh, you know you stay somewhere long enough you kind of build a life there it kind starts to feel more like home so I guess the mm-hmm. the more I stayed the more I felt like, oh yeah, this is where I lived. You know what I mean? And then now it's like, I'm here because I've been here for a couple, for a few years now. And this is where I live. So I'm trying to, you want to be comfortable where you are. Do you know what I mean? If I had moved somewhere else when I was moving to grad school, we wouldn't be having this issue. So it wasn't so much, uh, it wasn't so much like, oh, America is a place to be. It was just, that's where I landed when I was trying to go to grad school. And then I just stayed here long enough. And now I live here. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. And Aya, you mentioned something before when we were talking. You said, um, you know, you had this, I guess, expectation, like the way it was sort of portrayed in the media and everything. And that, so that's my next question to you guys. Like when you first came or even before you even, you know, find, made that final decision to go to America, what was your initial expectation? Like what, what, what were you expecting? How were you expecting to be received? Like did you factor in the fact that, hey, you're a black man going to this country? <laughs> that's an excellent question man you know roses off the plane so you don't step on the floor all of that stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. oh well, how was i expecting try that's a good question I so think, okay, okay. Go i think for me i really didn't have any expectations coming to the u.s because coming from nigeria the expectations were come to the u.s read your books get good grades and you get a job the bottom line is, I think everybody asks me, what's your motivation? I'm like, my motivation is exchange rates. <laughs> like, you, you, get good, you get a good job and you start making money, you take care of the people. Making money in and dollars. So yeah, I really didn't have any expectations coming to the US. I just believe that nature will take its course and what will be, will be essentially. That's, I think that's for me, it story was, in a nutshell. For me, it was different. I'm going to be honest, I feel like things are going a lot better. My expectations were terrible. I So I've always had family here. I've been in and out of the U.S. since I was a kid, right? So I've, I'm familiar with how things work. But then this time I was moving here on my own. My family lives in Atlanta, so I already knew that like I wasn't gonna have that support. Like like I couldn't just like drive to my mom's house to go pick up food when I was hungry. Also like I was moving here for grad school. Like I'm a grown ass man. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of just thought things were going to be harder. Like I was gonna have to struggle because I knew that like man, every man for himself in this space. And to be honest. It's not been easy, but compared to the expectations I have, I think it's been it's been a lot better. So I think that's the way to go: be pessimistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, man. Have no expectations. <laughs> I I feel like my my expectations were more shallow. I think there was nothing too deep about it. Okay, I'm coming here. Nepal is not going to take light anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. Yeah. What's really... what Nepal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's gonna be electricity. It's gonna be Wi-Fi. Good internet. Uh, yeah, good. So I mean, I don't think I thought more into it than that. Okay, f- one freedom, two all these amenities are, and then school. And obviously, school. That's the thing about it is like it encompasses your life from the moment you are cognitive till like uh, twenty-four or something, twenty-three. So like you almost n- don't even think about other things. Other things. Like so yeah, in my yeah. head it was just go to school. Uh and try and enjoy it as much as you can. You're in America now and just <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had more than that in my head. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm listening. I don't have anything to say. You don't have you do have any expectations when you came to America. I mean, expectations. I did. Like I like kind of superficial ones. Was that playing NBA? 
No. But um, I just knew that I thought that it was going to be more like just an extension of secondary school, but without the supervision of a bearing authority. But like, kind of like to all those points, it was more like you're on your own, you know, and the, you kind of have to mix that growing up with the cultural shock, with the trying to navigate your own life. So it was like a lot, right? Even though American society is easier than Nigeria society. But then you're not come and it's like, you know, when you go to a new school and you have to form a whole mm, new yeah. life again. So that's where it was like coming to Yankees. Like all of a sudden, there are all these stereotypes that people put on you. That was the first thing that shocked me, actually. Yeah. All these stereotypes. Like I used to do things and then people were like, oh, you don't, you can't, this was like, you're black. And I'm like, am I black? I'm black. <laughs> what, who said I'm, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm black. I'm just one Yoruba guy like that. But I didn't know I was black too. So that was kind of the main, the culture shock for me. Because yeah. I lived in Maryland for five years before I moved to Texas for grad school. Yeah, and that, that, that's actually a really good segue because that's the next question I was going to ask. In terms of just the whole, you know, being black, your color, when you left Nigeria, because again, growing up, growing up in Nigeria, you don't, you don't ever think about your color. You wake up, the next person to you is black. You walk out, you get there, black. Everybody's oh, black. Yeah. You never have to think about that. So was that something that, like, you know, you just said you... you you know, you got you. You didn't even know you were black until you got there. Did the rest of you even factor that in when you le- when you were living in Nigeria? Was that something you thought? Oh, I might have to, you know, think about this. I might have to act different. I might have to, you know, act a certain way because of my color, or I'll be perceived a certain way because of my color. Yeah, mm. and you it, thought about that. I I I knew that there were white people yeah. in America, <laughs> right? But I didn't really know what the expectations of them were, and then even outside of color. When you live in a country that is not your country, the fact that you are on the outside, there are all these ex- things that people think about you. Like, I didn't know Nigerians had mm. bad stereotypes <laughs> until yeah. I came to America. Yeah. And then the other Africans, like the Cameroonians, the, the, these two friends I had, one was Cameroonian, the other one was from Sierra Leone. And they would be like, when I was in school, my parents used to tell me, when you go, you know when your parents tell you, when you go to school, don't join bad gang. They'll be like, my parents told me don't talk to the Nigerians, right? And then we, we, had, we had, these two, I had these two Ghanaian friends in our group, right? There were these two Ghanaian friends in our friend group. One was like Ghanaian-American. The other one was like Ghanaian, yeah. international student. And then when they went home after their first year in school, their parents said, why do you have a Nigerian accent? To both of them separately. <laughs> and then they came back and reported it. So it was coming here that it's, it's that kind of thing that you go to a society... And because you're a foreigner now, it's very weird to see yourself from the outside. Whereas in Nigeria, right, even mm. if you are a Yoruba man and you move to Igbo land, right, you still like, you still know that, okay, they may think this of me, but they'll, when they get to know you, they may warm up to you. You yeah. know what I mean? They may have general Yoruba stereotype, but be like, hey, he's a Yoruba guy, but he's the guy with glasses first before he's the Yoruba <laughs> yeah. guy. You know what I'm talking about? Or he's the guy that is in the law students. Before he's the Igbo guy. So it, it, it's very weird when you come here and really all they can really see is black. you're foreign and you're black. Before they see anything, and they, it's almost like they can't get past it. Mm. Right? And it's, it's just a very shocking thing to be like, wow, this, this, these people really don't see who I am. <laughs> like they really just see this, oh, the tall black guy, the tall black guy. It's like, eh, and? <laughs> and? Yeah. No, I definitely, definitely understand that, man. It's like that in most of the Western countries. Because even in Australia, it's, it's similar. It's the same thing. Like I remember when I first came here, it's always, you know, all of a sudden you're this black guy in a sea of non-black people. And everybody, that's the first thing everybody sees. That's the first thing. It's like... You start getting all those stupid questions, you know, about playing basketball, about this, about that. And you're just like, Luke, how many times are you going to ask me the same question? <laughs> but yeah, but like to throw that question, I mean, the previous question, not that specific one. But like when you picked, like when you moved to Australia, why Australia? Well, I didn't have a choice, man. I was what? I was 13 when I moved here. I did not have, I didn't have a say in the matter. My parents decided like, you know, they were moving because my dad, my dad already worked here and the rest of us were still in Nigeria. But yeah, no, I like I I literally didn't have a I didn't have a say in the matter. It was just yeah, we're moving to Australia. We're moving to Australia. Okay, let's go. I like to actually offer a bit of context. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I, well, as I know him, Nengi um, went to primary school together in Port Harcourt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one day I just came back, and we're like best of friends, me, you, and I'm not there. And then I just came back to school, and then you were gone. <laughs> it was like like that, like off. 
And for like, I don't even know how long, I didn't know where you went to, until somebody told me, oh, you're in Australia. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I just like, it was quite, it, quite it's crazy. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not see these guys. I didn't hear from these guys for like 10 years. It was, it was, when was it, 20, 2015? When we finally like reconnected again. Was it even? It's probably later than that. Facebook and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's interesting because like there's countries that like you don't think there's a large Nigerian population and then you start finding out... <laughs> Like yeah. you start reconnecting with people and it's like, oh, this guy's there, this guy's in Australia, this guy's in Ireland, this guy. I'm like, I'm Nigerians everywhere. are everywhere, man. Yeah. Everywhere. That's wild, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that just says how, how bad our everywhere. country is, but that's a different conversation. Huh? It's not a different <laughs> conversation to be fair, because <laughs> I was saying it's same conversation because I was saying that like you leave your countries and you come here for a better life, right? And then like they're killing black men in the streets, yeah. but somehow it's still a better life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like somehow yeah. you don't want to leave the racism here and go back to Nigeria. So it's like. You really have to think about how deep that is. That regardless of how much your life doesn't matter here, it's somehow still better than the country where you are a first class yeah. citizen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Nigeria is not first class. That's crazy. Um, Unless, Unless you have money. Unless yeah. you have money, yeah. yeah. Unless you have money. At least what I heard is in the right place. Money, that, that's what they prioritize money, not skin. Yeah. yeah, but here now it's both. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a few, I mean, I don't know anything about Australia. I'll tell you what I know about Australia. <laughs> they have koalas. Okay, I know, you, I know <laughs> the animals are supposed to be deadly. Everything is trying to kill you. Right, all the animals can kill yeah, you. Everything is trying to kill you. Every spider can kill you. I know... Uh, what else? I know they are mad racist. I know that. <laughs> I know there's like all sorts of words for... I know they have like intense history with their... their the Aboriginal. Their Aborigine mm. group. But I don't know anything about like how, the, how people immigrate there. I know like they are... Nigerian immigrants, Chinese immigrants, Indians. Indian immigrants. Yeah. But how how Everybody's is the relationship between the immigrants population and Australia? I think when it comes to Australia, like you mentioned before, Australia is pretty racist. But Australia is one of those people that would, they will stay in denial forever about how racist they are. Because with Australia, instead of just being like like America, I feel like if someone's racist, you know they're racist. Yeah. They're like out there. They're just openly racist. Australia is more covert racism. There's all this, you know, keep it low key type of thing. They will claim they're not racist. You know, oh, it's such a multicultural country. Da 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 da. But there's all you know. You you notice all these little microaggressions and everything. And whenever they have the chance, they show their racism. Like Australia Day. That's like the one. Australia Day is basically like the purge. You guys have seen the purge, right? <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's when. All the fa- that's when all the racists decide, you know what, we're not hiding this shit anymore. It's the one day of the year we can be openly racist. Like, you're walking down the road and someone's yelling out, go back to your country. People are throwing shit at you. And then they have the guts to be like, uh, why don't people want to celebrate Australia Day? Like, <laughs> why should I be celebrating it? Quick question, what is the origin of Australia Day? Is it like your independence? Aus- so Australia Day, yeah, it's basically kind of like their, um, basically the day they became Australia. But that day is... Ba- <laughs> it makes sense. Anyone who knows knows the story of Australia knows Australia was founded basically on genocide. Yes. They basically came here, killed all the Aboriginal, all the indigenous people, people do, so yeah, it's, it's and took their land. It's their work. Yeah. It's their work. That's what they, their hand is strong. That's right? what they're best at. In that genocide, white people, their hand is very strong. <laughs> <laughs> but let's continue, It's please. white people, then like white people again. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> Western European exactly. whites. Eastern European whites, <laughs> <laughs> Southern European whites, so like America. Yeah, then maybe like I don't know who, who they genocide to. So yeah, basically that that particular day is a day that no one really wants to celebrate well, apart from the white people because the indigenous people are basically mourning because for them that was invasion day they got invaded and they got killed blood everywhere man and they've been fighting forever to get the day changed to invasion day instead of australia day yeah and the white people are just like they call it invasion day survivor day the day of mourning so what you're saying is what you're saying is there's there's a whole day in australia that's has the significance of, I guess, the independence, right? It's like, this is the day we became yep. Australia. So, not independence in that way, but for most countries who gain their independence, this is kind of like 
that. Okay. However, there's a whole Similar. section of people who celebrate like it's our founders' day, like it's the founding day, and then there's another group of people who mourn that day because the day that there was extreme genocide, and yep. like you people just so, like, like the next day people go back to business as usual. <laughs> Basically, because it's like it's crazy because on Australia, on Australia Day, you have one group of people who are protesting against the day. And then you have another group of people who are getting fucked up, getting drunk, having barbecues and shit. And it's just like two I mean, completely conflicting. Wow. Wait, so the white people that say go back to your country, what do they say to the Aboriginal people? <laughs> what, <I'm... laughs> you know what's funny? Recent, recently, actually, there was like a thing um, that was saying some sort of, they were trying to pass some sort of law or bill or whatever, saying that they should be able to um, deport Aboriginal people. And I looked at that, I'm like, where are you deporting them to? That you're in their country. <laughs> you see, it made absolutely no sense to me. You see, the, white, the whites, right? <laughs> um, as, as we have previously said in... Is that episode going to air? Which episode did we say it in? Did you say it in? A couple of times. What, that, where the, the Queen is a Witch? Yeah, that's the one. That's the last one we recorded. Um. Okay, so the Queen is a Witch. <laughs> like, the, the Queen of England is a Witch. This is this will be the hill that I will die on. I feel like you might think it's controversial. You know, Australia, sti- Australia still pays them. Australia still giving them money because technically we're still we're still under the British rule. We're still under the we're still part of the. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let your lie explain. The queen is a witch. What yes. is witchcraft? <laughs> exactly. Witchcraft is when you exercise dominance where you have no authority. Exactly. It is when you try and operate in a space where you do not have jurisdiction. Exactly. The queen in our own land, she was already the queen. She was or, already, the, or the king. Or she was really. They were already in their place. You know what? They said, everybody else, why are they enjoying themselves being free? <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> and she now used her witchcraft spirit to go and say. Let's go to Why, America. Yeah, and we own it. Say, God said we are supposed to take this place. Say, which God? Which God says, yeah, God said I should kill all of you. And I was going to own the land. And they came to Africa and they dominated. They went to India. Yeah. They went to Hong Kong. Af- America. Everywhere. Uh-uh. How many places we people go? That's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. And I people are expecting us to say it's spiritual. Let me tell you people something. When we are praying against principalities and power, who do you think we are praying against? It's that woman. That's, 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 why, that's why she has not died. That's why she's still alive. Hundred and something. She's sucking Honestly, blood. She's the one. Sucking blood at night. Mm. And this is my evidence for this. You might think this is all ludicrous. This is the evidence. Have you ever seen the queen on a plane? Because she did fly for nights. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Think about <laughs> it. Open your third eye. Open your third eye. Let's just just reason this properly. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Just think about it. Think about it deeply. Okay. Where were we, please? Queen is a witch. Oh, where the cookie? But you know, um, so just yeah, going back to like the question you asked, just um, about I guess the relationship between Australia and the immigrants. Like Australians, one thing with like Australians are very laid back. Like it's just like that's just like, like the Aussie thing, like just being very laid back. But then there's that whole covert racism, and there's just so much going on here where it's just like they're racist, but they don't even understand their racism. They yeah. don't understand how racist they are. So as an immigrant, it's just similar to how you guys were saying. You know, you have to be aware that look, your color is different. It's still one of those things here where, at the end of the day, like. You're, you know, you're black you're living you like you know you're black you still have to be aware that you're black because you're going to be treated differently because you're black wow yeah so yeah it's, it's definitely a global it, issue for sure it's yeah. interesting in, in in america because i think the dynamic of like racism in america is so interesting because you don't have to be it's so in your face and it's so blatant and it's it's weird that it's so blatant like it's so accepted that like when you protest racism Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're protesting america America. right like it's it's so ingrained in how the country was formed Mm -hmm. that like it's like how can you want to take away our history by taking away these things you consider racist Mm -hmm. but like they're actually racist right and it's 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 such a problem because you have an entire group of people who say they don't know how to say it this way. They don't know how to say that, like, you're, you're, you're taking away our history. Like, how do you... Because think about the fact that if someone wanted to write out your history from, from the books, you would, ha- you would feel a certain way about it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But the history of white people everywhere they go is littered with bloodshed, yeah. killings, and just, like, Death and destruction. overthrowing authority and assuming authority in places that they go to. 
so much so that when history has now come to see that oh you guys are on the you guys have been on the bad end on the wrong end of, of history all this while mm-hmm. you're basically condemning an entire race mm-hmm. and they will not be condemned so they have it's so difficult for them to actually agree that wow we've been evil since the dawn of time yeah why people are the fire nation yeah, just that's all. No, because the Fire Nation, the Fire Nation, they weren't evil from the dawn of time. It was really from Sozin. They were peaceful people before. Why people are like like Sozin? Like if you filled an entire world with like one man, and that man was like Sozin, and like and like, because it's, it's wild. Mo- and, and the thing is that civilization, as we know it, is kind of a new concept. Yeah, and civilization and the illusion of peace is built on bloodshed. Mm. Right? It's just that's just the nature of it. That's why I get very mm, I, agitated when they talk about like protest peacefully. I I don't I'm not I have nothing against protesting peacefully and have how change comes about, but I fail to see one example in history where change happened without bloodshed. I like I exactly, and that's what's been pissing me off with all these people that have been posting fucking Martin Luther King quotes talking about peaceful protest. I'm like, like I'm like go read a book, man. There was nothing peaceful about Martin Luther's uh, protest. There was absolutely nothing peaceful about it. Let's let's be honest, because if we're saying he was peaceful, which he tried to be, the other end of that uh, of, of that conflict was not peaceful. No. First of all, second of all, he yeah, filled yeah. the front lines with kids. So, and he did that deliberately because he wanted the media to see pictures of police people attacking children. So, literally, when you go back and you look through images of the protest, you see a lot of kids being attacked by by white police, and he did it deliberately. So really, he knew it was going to be bloodshed. He wanted to stay peaceful, but he also knew that the other end of the spectrum would not be peaceful. Mm-hmm. And he went into that with like his full mind. So honestly, I fail to see what people mean by "oh, you can make a change with peace." Where? Where has it been done? Like, give me one example. example. I think I think people fail to realize that protest is disruptive. It's supposed to be disruptive. It's supposed yeah. to and fuck it up. Yeah, Martin Luther King was was what did he call it? non-violent protester or whatever he himself did not encourage or participate in him attacking anybody himself but he was attacking an ideal or a system right he was disruptive and now this this is kind of what i want to know about australia because i don't really know anything about australia's history right so america the, the thing about america is that when white people built america for themselves right they realized that they, they built it on this ideal of freedom that if you're in this land you are free, right, to do whatever you want to the best of your ability. That there's no impedance to that. But the problem is that we all drank the Kool Aid, right? So when even black people were, were here eating the propaganda of America, and we're like, "Why are we gonna get a piece of that pie, bro?" Because yeah, you know, our ancestors took a whipping and we put in the work already, you know. And so it's like you, you are everybody's eating the propaganda, but I don't know what. Australia's foundations are built on like what are the principles that they teach everybody to believe in? It may not be the real foundations that the country was built on. Yeah, but what's like? But what what is the belief? Is it, is it a belief of freedom? Is it a belief of of obedience or, or belief of? I guess with with Australia, one thing that you would one thing you would always hear when you like with Australia is this whole idea that it's you know it's a multicultural country. Mm-hmm. Like it is you know, ver- and when you hear multicultural, you're thinking it's very accepting. It doesn't matter where you're from. You know, you can be from north, south, east, west. Everyone's in this melting pot. But then it's like, if you look at the numbers, it's not really. The percentage of white people to everybody else is ridiculous. The indigenous people who own the land, they're only like 3%. Mm-hmm. Us black people, we're like, what, 1% or less? Mm-hmm. It's like, the statistics are very, very, very skewed in terms of white people. But whenever you hear Australia, there's always this whole thing of, Oh, it's multicultural, and then you hear people saying things like Australia is not like you know you can't be racist because it's so multicultural. But in but really, it's when you when you live here, you realize that that's all bullshit. Like, sure, there are people here, but it's still very, very divided, and like it's still very it's a very white country. So actually, I I wanted to say um, about the Australia. I, I ran into a, a thread on Twitter that talked about the stolen generation. Do you do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the stolen, stolen generation, generation is, is I, don't, I feel I like you guys have something, something similar with the natives, natives in America, America. but on the stolen generation is basically like this whole period where white people were basically ta- taking Aboriginal children, children and forcing them to 
you know, putting them in white homes and forcing them to assimilate. Yeah, so it was this year. So yeah. So what what was the end goal? Like, what's the to indoctrinate? They taught them. They taught them to hate the the skin. They taught them the white man is trying to make them to be more white people, like more white. You know, more I guess. So so basically, steal their culture. What's interesting is like, like why people do this thing on a really advanced level, like on an elite level, like Olympic level. Like where do you where do you decide? Like where do you sit down and be like, you know what? Let's steal their children. Let's just finish this. And then teach them. It's ridiculous. How do you even think of that? Like where do you? Like, is it a like, meeting? Is that something that comes to you in the bathroom? Do you, like, where's where is that thought process from? Are you just like, I've got it, people. And then, like, Zoom call your, your queen. Here's how we do it. Is that their meeting at night? When they are flying. On Saturn, that's where they came up with the idea. It kills me. It kills me. I'm going to be... Yeah, I don't get it. But let's 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 switch gears a little bit. Um, So, I know this is... And even make it a little bit more fun. For now, at least. Could you tell us some stereotypes you've heard about Texas? And then we can either confirm or debunk... Stereotypes about Texas. Yeah. Well, the one thing I've heard, actually the last last time I was in the U.S. I was in Atlanta. One of my colleagues over there. So she's from Texas, and she was saying that she said something about. I'm not sure where exactly in Texas, but she said if I was ever to venture down that area to avoid it completely because it's basically like white people and Confederate flags and shit like that. That's Vider, probably. Was that's, it? that's a lot of places in Texas. Does Vider sound familiar? That could be. That could be almost. I cannot remember, but like since then, my whole idea of just Texas in general is just like it's just a racist place with a bunch of white people and guns. Okay. Yeah, so yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. The statement is true. The statement yeah. is true, but there's <laughs> yeah. nuances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so for okay, so the place she was probably talking about is Vider, right? And just fun fact, so on the internet, there was a poster about a Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. in Vida, and everybody, all the black people on Twitter were like, no, they were like, bro, don't go here. This is a trap from white supremacists to kill you. <laughs> this is Vida. Everybody know. When I came here, they warned me about Vida. The person who warned me about Vida was a white person. Mm. Anyways, but come yesterday, pictures from the protest in Vida, it was a real protest. And like 500 white people showed up to protest for Black Lives Matter. Oh wow! <laughs> like what? Wow. <laughs> no, because look, the thing, the thing, the thing that kills me about the protest thing in in like around America right now is it's so interesting that like people are actually against this protest, right? Like there's there's actual people like do you know mm-hmm. like like you know it's not like they, there's a lot of people protesting and coming up, but then there's a lot of people who are actually against the pro- the protest, mm-hmm. like and that kills me because. You don't understand how it was like years ago, right? It was black people and then white people, and then there were a few white people who were like fighting for the cause of black people. But to be fair, they were fighting for a nation, right? Uh, yeah. When uh, what's his face Lincoln had decided to abolish slavery, and people who were loyal to Lincoln were fighting for that cause, and then there were a bunch of people who said no. It wasn't really f- people fighting on Lincoln's side weren't really fighting for black people. They were fighting for you know what Lincoln believed and they were fighting mm-hmm. for the nation that they believed in to be fair mm-hmm. however this thing has happened before right and now history has has taken us several years into where we are right now and it's like like there's people failing an open book test <laughs> like how can you be on the wrong side of history Again. when history is repeating itself yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's good it, that's a good point <laughs> don't you learn <laughs> yeah. and that's why that's why to be honest, eh? and this is a very racially charged statement, but some of you really need to know that you are the weak link in this thing. That like, talking about black people? No, whites. Okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to come out like Candice Owens. You are the you are the weak link in this thing. Like, she's, think about she's it. She's part of the whites. Yeah. She's part of them. She's she can't, no, she's, she's not still a nigger, man. She's yeah, still a nigger. She's just dancing for the whites. She's part of the whites. She's the one that comes. What's she's, his name? She can't even be a house slave. She's the, not light-skinned enough. Department of... Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. The Hood. Who's the, the minister of the Hood? Um, um, ben Carson. Ben Carson is part of them. He's, he's white now. He's a white man. Can you so think he could never man. be a white man? No, but to us, he's a white man. But, but if you really no, no, to us, And to them, that's, then, no, to them, to that's their business. Yeah, that's their business. They, they should share it out once share Ben Carson is a white man. Can you is a white man? Everybody. I saw that Candace Owen video and I'm just like, hold up, what? You can't even like wrap your head around the things she says. What kills me is she thinks that she's eloquent because she speaks fast, 
And I'm like, you're still saying rubbish. You're just speeding through. It's she gets all the white people in the comments saying yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because white people need black people to say like, things yeah, so that it makes them feel better about themselves. It's like, of course, like she agrees with us, right? So we're not crazy. But it, it's like, no, she's just crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> she looks like Azalea Banks. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah but like, I don't even want to talk for her too much, yeah, too long. Anyway, anyways, we're debunking the stereotypes, right? Texas and guns. So anything about what I would say about Texas, right? Is if you're in the major cities, so mm-hmm. Houston, Dallas, yeah, I think Austin, you're good. Austin, San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, yeah, you should be good, right? You were not going yeah. to really come across. You'll still encounter you racism, might. but then yeah. the just like you encounter is racism, you encounter anywhere in America. Yeah. So those places, you'd be fine, you know. Like Texas is actually quite diverse. Actually, yeah. there's some. So I've been to Bandera, and I don't know who, how, if you guys know about Bandera. But Bandera is essentially like cowboy city. Cowboy like, country. It, yeah, it's like real. It's like real rural in there, like cowboy, cowboy, and. I'm gonna be honest, man. Those people are like, They're from nice. my experience, right? I don't know about anybody else's. It's predominantly white people. It's predominantly farmlands, but yeah. like, those people were really welcoming, man. Those like things they could be. They, they were really welcoming. That's the wild part. Yeah, but like not not the blatant racism that you experience. Yeah. Not the blatant hatred. So obviously they might their racism might involve preconceived notions about like mm-hmm. black people that result in stereotypes, but. Not so much that like they hate they just you. Want to kill you. Like they were really welcoming. They were really nice. I went to a bunch of shows. I met a guy who like did this whole gun show thing, <laughs> yeah. and then told me that he was in one of Shatawali's videos. And I was like, Ah, Shatawali? That's, yeah. Shatawali. And he's white. He's white, white, like white, white, yeah. like white. And then like he painted himself white and then poured mayonnaise on himself. <laughs> like like he's white, white. Yeah. So. And he was he was cool. So I think there's. It's really nuanced, to be honest. Yeah. It really is nuanced. So you could, you could go to certain places that would seem rural and they're still open to having... Like, they're still open to uh, to other races, mostly because that they're very big on hospitality. Yeah, te- Texans have home training. Yeah. 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 And, and I'll say, like, I lived in Maryland. I remember when I was telling my friends that I was going to Texas. It was only my white friends. I'm one of some Indian friends were like, why are you going to Texas? How are you going to be safe? I was like, Texas, all the Nigerians are dead. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I'll be fine. There are more Nigerians dead than here. And they're racist. You people are racist. <laughs> you, you people don't know because you smile and you say it's in the Maryland way. Like, you people are racist too. That's one thing about white liberals. Like, they, they, they'll be casually racist. Yeah, they'll be smiling. No, people, when they want to give you bad news, they're always smiling about it. Like, so, so I, when I moved here, right, Dallas was... Fine. Dallas is felt like any other city, right? And Dallas is very diverse. Dallas, Houston, Austin, Austin, San Antonio. And the truth is that even in Texas, like in South Texas, right? I I used to work for a company, and one of our major hubs was in South Texas, which is a border in the border. border. So McAllen is a border town, and if you go there, it's minor white people are minority. Straight up, it's mostly Hispanic people, right? And I'll meet yeah. people, right? Like I'll, I'll meet people, some of my coworkers, and they were Hispanic, but They'll be like, yo, these fucking Mexicans, they don't know how to drive. And this is how they're talking. Like, yo, this fucking Mexican. I was on the road, this fucking Mexican woman. I was like, wait, you're not Mexican? <laughs> like, so now I'm a Texan. My grandfather, that I'm being for eighth generation. I was like, what? Well, I mean, the but, United States still Texas. So that's the thing is that Texas in itself is now just one yeah. thing. It's mm. so diverse even within it. Then I lived in West Texas, which was like 3% black maybe 10% Hispanic and so many white people and it was overwhelmingly white but people were polite but then they would not do small things like I remember when I, when I started there there was a guy in the office that said I'm not going to pronounce your name he told me I can't pronounce it I'm not even going to try and I'm like Baba I'm right here and his name is his last name is Mido spelled M-I-E-I-T-L and, he can say that. and I can say that well, simple shola, you can't say it. And like, yeah, he's many times, I've, and as a joke, we'll be trying to educate him, but I'm like, God, it's, it's just very annoying, right? And then you just kind of, I got a lot of like other microaggressions because I was the only black man in my office, the building I worked in. There was a black woman that worked there for a while, older woman. But I remember that people now started, people now started. Because they, they see me, I'm very I'm very tall. You can't you don't know me, but I'm very big and obvious. And I like to I like to be even more obvious. <laughs> I like sometimes I bring it on myself. Like Nigerian independence, I wore Nigerian clothes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no dress code in the office. 
I see people wearing whatever. I'm going to wear whatever. Yeah. And they'll come up, hey, Shola. That's interesting. Today's Nigerian independence. <laughs> like Nigerian independence. Yeah, yeah. Today's Nigerian independence. I'm Nigerian. Yes. Oh <laughs> and so, oh you know, it's, it's, but then people now started like, you know what? People I'm now stopped this. minding their business, right? People, oh, oh no, I can't tell a lot of stories, but I don't want to. <laughs> but people stopped minding their business, right? And it outside not being like, oh, why is it always me that they are always watching what I'm doing? Nobody, there were only two people in my department. But people that know in my department are minding my business. Really? Yeah, I'm like, why do people like talking about me? It's like, yeah, Shola, I just heard. Why, you, why am I just hearing? <laughs> I don't care about your lives. Why do you care about my I'm life? Be, I'm going to be honest, right? Even where I work. And where I work is really, like, diverse, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. white people, but there's black people. And black Americans, typically. And then there's Hispanic people as well. Um, it's really diverse, right? Um, even management is kind of just mixed. Mm-hmm. Although it's, it's, it's owned by a white person. I mean, the company has been there for 40 years, so it could only be owned by a white person. Yeah. But, like... It's diverse and stuff, but I'm the only Nigerian. I'm not the only African, but the only other African was born here, so I mean. Yeah. But like I'm the only African African. Right? And people don't people don't get that I'm African at first for some random reason, right? Um I'm not hiding it, but apparently my accent doesn't give it away. Which is weird because like I sound very Nigerian. In case you don't know what Nigerian sound like. So like I I pull up to the office and then I say certain things like willy nilly because like it's not a secret, right? Like, oh, I'm Nigerian. Oh, I did like mm-hmm. I, I was like someone found out my age. I was like, oh, I heard you. I thought you. Someone told me you were 25. I'm like, from where? How how did they why, know? Why where, did why I'm like, you know about my life? They're researching you. you know, I'm like, where are you getting all this from? Because one, I'm not 25. Two, why did they tell you such gusto and so? Why were they so sure? Where did you get that? Why were they talking from? about him? Why are the they talking place? about me? Do you know what I'm Because like I don't really I don't yeah. really fuck with a lot of people where I work with. Not for not for any reason to be honest. I'm just. I just like to do my shit and get the fuck out, right? So, <laughs> I don't mess with people that work like that. Also, like, see finish is a real thing. So, I'm just like, how, how the hell are you people talking about my business? And then there's maybe a couple people I talk about in the I know in the office I talk to, right? And then you want to tell me stuff about other people. And I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I, don't I don't care. I'm, I'm not here for you people. I don't give a fuck. To be honest, <laughs> I'm applying to other companies. Let me just tell you. <laughs> like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> more money i'm gone so i don't know why you're telling me this information what am i gonna do with it coming to gossip i don't care do you know this is a job <laughs> like, you have a wife and kids like i talk about you, them have you end your salary today why are you here why are you here this is a different I feel like that's, just, that's white people in general to be honest because um like that's something that i've i've, ex- I've experienced here as well this whole thing of they're always talking because i remember when i first um so i grew, I grew up in sydney australia mm-hmm. And I finished university really early, so I was done by 19. And I got a job in Canberra, which is like the capital. So it's like you're Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. So I moved there to go start work. And I remember the first day, there were like a whole bunch of new people, like a whole bunch of new grads. And I didn't really talk to like many people. We all work in completely different areas. Come back the next day, and random people are walking up to me talking about, oh, I found out you're just 19. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even. I don't know you. I, I haven't even asked you your name. You haven't asked me my name. But you're talking about I'm 19. Like, oh, how how are you 19 and you're already done with school? How how did you find out that I was 19 I and I was done? Like, who told you? That what you want to hear? I falsified. <laughs> you know what you gotta do? You gotta play them that video of that old man that is just screaming in the UK. Do I know you? Do I know do you? I know do you? I know you? Do I know you? Do I know you? I know you? She's she's my mood every time. Every time I see a white person staring at me. Do I know you? Like and, and sometimes, to be honest, it's just like for me, I felt like I was like an alien that moved to their planet. And they were like, how did this alien get here? It's this giant thing from Nigeria. How did you, how did you come to West Texas? How did you find your way here? Like they're just curious and they'll be looking at me. Hey buddy! Hey buddy! Hey, Swale! Okay, that's my name now. My name is Swale. Hey, Sole! There's one guy calling me something different every time. Hey, Sole! I won't even correct you. Let's not even get into names. When I moved here, I knew that my name was going to be a problem. Because my name was already a problem in Nigeria where I was born and bred. It was already a problem there. And then I moved here. I've heard, funny enough, Americans get it more times than not. But from Ovo, it has been been Ovi, Uvu. So one day. Ovaries. I have. (laughs) You're laughing. You're laughing, but it's true. It's true. I have this. I have a particular client that just calls me Mr. O, 
And she just calls the company random. I'm like, oh, I want to speak to Mr. O. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, Mr. And then someone just walks up to me one day, like, are you Mr. O? And I'm like, not in recent memory. Why? <laughs> Is there any problem? And she's like, I think it's you. Because she said she wanted to talk to you. And she said it's Mr. O. Mr. O. Like, like, say you be special like, agent. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, her over. I'm like, oh, it's me. It's me she was actually looking for. Okay. <laughs> you have three letter, three letter names. Your name, your name could be John. And as soon as they see you're black, they try to say it in the most exotic oh, sounding way. They'll be like, June, June. John, Is there an accent on that? Yeah. John? Is he it's, like, it's like Paul, but like Paul. Paul, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's, sometimes it's just like, I get it, right? I get it, I'm a different thing. But it's just like, or a different, yeah, I'm a different thing. It's the truth. But, but it's like, it's I like. I know you feel indoctrinated, but you are also. But like, act, ask me how I am first. How was your weekend? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I had a Nigerian. Hey, yeah, that, that one I can be like, we can work with that. Don't just meet me and like, yeah. indigenous, right? <laughs> First question is, where are you from? Like, yeah, I had someone tap here. me in a restaurant. I was in a restaurant and someone was walking and they tapped me in a restaurant while I was having lunch with someone just to ask, where are you from? Hmm. Should I be like, <laughs> Australia, <laughs> how about you? Around the corner. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about. I mean, this is like a common immigrant bonding thing. So the dumbest questions have been asked. Uh-huh. I'll tell you the dumbest. Okay, actually, that's good because I want to know because in Australia, all the animals are there to kill you. So, what can they ask you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I want to know what kind of questions do they ask you? Like the dumbest questions. I'll say the dumbest question I've been asked personally, and the guy is still my good friend. He was just, honestly, he was ignorant, but his heart was there. His heart was in the right place. Just, then there's now the dumbest question I've ever heard. From people that like my uncle and my grandpa, so you go first and we'll share. Our... The dumbest one that I've personally heard was someone. Someone asked me if I used to have a pet lion <laughs> when I lived in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lion? No, no, no. Just let that sing. A lion. <laughs> and because they want your lion to play with their kangaroo. <laughs> what you don't realize is you have probably not seen Tiger King. If you have seen Tiger King, you will understand. But... <laughs> These people have a fetish for well, that, owning wild animals. That's, that's white people. Yeah. yeah. White people don't play that. No, no, no. That's, they have a fetish for owning wild so animals. So they think we're like them. Like they think that since yeah, we have them saying. in abundance, why won't we take that opportunity? Yeah. That's, that's the way they're thinking. Like, uh, you have them on the road. How can you not domesticate these okay, things? What about the one that they don't know that we have TVs? Yeah, the technology just, and shit. Like, just, it gets so bad. Please, the craziest one. Go down. Go over. Go. Want, okay, the craziest one I've personally been asked is if we had cars. Let me see. Let me even create context for this story. Why it's stupid? Yeah, this yeah. was like '05, right? Um, and I'm always in the US, like during the summer. So '05, I was still in high school at the time, but I was in the US for the summer holiday. And then um, my aunt's neighbor. So I stayed in my aunt's house with my mom at the time. And then my aunt's neighbor was doing a party. And she invited my aunt, and then my aunt carried all of us because we're Nigerian. That's how we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carried all of us and went there. And then we found out that her neighbor was my mom's like long-time good friend in Niger. Like they used to live in Niger, and then they did the visa lottery thing and moved to the US. I'm like, wow, small world. And her son used to be like a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. right? So we're all catching up, and it's good. And it's like, wow, you're next door. Who knew, right? And so he and I start playing basketball together because he played basketball, and I was like, I guess, right? And so we're playing basketball one day with a bunch of white people. Mind you, this boy is their friend. This boy is Nigerian who lived in Nigeria Mm -hmm. with me and moved here to the US. And then their friends, his his friends looked at me, you know, and conversation came up about how I was here. Like, I live in Nigeria, but I'm here. And looked at me and asked me if we have cars in Nigeria. Meaning that they don't know that their friend is from Nigeria. Because they would have asked him before. Mm. So he just came to this America and lied to them. <laughs> I don't blame him though. That's what he did. Uh, yeah, he came here with his chest and he said, Where are you from? And he said, Atlanta. Not Atlanta. <laughs> you guys are from the South Side. <laughs> my accent is different. Wow. <laughs> Man, what is mine? Hmm. I think we were discussing like cartoons or mm-hmm. something. And I just I knew who Dexter was. I was like, oh, Dexter's lab. Yeah, I like that. And they're like, You know that. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I know Dexter. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have TVs back there? Yeah. And, when and they were light. so surprised that I knew Powerpuff Girls <laughs> like 10. I'm like, what come on. Come on. Buy a place for DSTV. Watch it. Don't mind them. Oh, Jeff, any old no, dumb? I think if I have to think back, none of all those crazy questions. But I think the funniest for me was 
like your English is so good. Did I learn English when I came? Ah uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's oh. so. That one's in normal everyday. Uh, if you, no, if you ever take an, like, yeah, if you ever take an Uber in America, you get that question. I hate, yeah. I hate to this, like even yeah, this to I, and from, I say if you book an Uber now, you hear it again today. Yeah. For context, that's that, an Uberman's best question. That one, that. that one is because a lot of people who come here come from countries that don't speak English. So when you tell them, so what I always say is. The British colonized us, and then you can see the wheels turning. <laughs> yeah. You can see them very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, like the British. Wait, didn't we defeat the British? Say, hey, you people do not make English. <laughs> it's not your language. <laughs> <laughs> you just say, oh, yeah, yeah, the British colonized us. We speak English. Oh, I thought you spoke French. Why? Why do you it, think it, we spoke it's French? It's funny because I actually tell people that, like, I, like even at work and stuff. Like they're like, oh, like your English is so good. I would have never guessed that. Like you, you haven't always lived here. I'm like yes, yeah, because like where I'm from, the British colonized oh us, and then they look at me. And I mean, like, I I usually just say English is my first language. It's the official language of Nigeria. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's good. I've heard that so many times that now I literally just say it in the same tone every time. It's yeah. because you are a nice person. Yeah. I like to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I need to yeah. find the most whenever, uncomfortable. Whenever, whenever you get like, so I have it. Whenever I get like I'm very tall, so I get questions all the time i just like to fuck with people yeah it's necessary like i have a cousin he's very tall so people ask him oh do you play basketball i said no actually i'm a professional golfer they'll be like wait what's happening what's going on this, this is not what i was expecting does, does heights go with golf is that something i didn't know get custom made clubs so so just for, learn to fuck with people but the dumbest question i've been asked personally was similar to ios one it was that the guy was like, oh, so how did you get here? He said, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I was Got interested in coming to America. So, yeah, so, like, how did you apply on on the internet? <laughs> so, so, you guys have, I think, like, I don't want to sound bad, but do you guys have, like, cars? And it's like, yeah, we have cars. I went on the internet on Common App, like you, and I applied to college, and then I waited, and we sent our transcripts, <laughs> and I was like, I have a PlayStation. I said, I have a PlayStation. <laughs> now, think of all the steps that I needed for a PlayStation. <laughs> So we needed electricity, a house, and TV. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I watch Cartoon Network. Okay, oh my I, I think God. I think I get it now. And yeah. then the dumbest one, the dumbest one. This one wasn't asked to me, but it was somebody. My friend had heard it in high school. They said similar to whoever said the lion one. Though similar to yours, it was like. Oh, do you when you guys are in Africa? Do you guys like go to the zoo or do you just go outside and play with the animals? <laughs> I've heard that one. Too. I've heard that so one. So why too. why we go outside when we have them indoors? Like uh, yeah, exactly. That is my pet. Perfect response. So and then that's the perfect Then the, this one one was asked to my uncle. One was asked to my grandpa. My uncle's one was they asked my uncle. This one is so dumb that it's just a lack of understanding of anything. They said, oh, is Bill Clinton your president too? Oh, no, really? And they were like, do you yeah. know how... Gov- do you know how... Do you- anything? Do you know anything? Do you know anything? Of, like, do you know how democracy works? Why do you vote? You should think, be allowed to I, vote. I think, I think you're thinking about it wrongly. You're thinking that they have, they have a lacking understanding of how governments and economies work. But what you need to understand is that Americans, white people in general... Are just entitled that's why they go places and exact dominance yeah. so they feel like they own it like like we yeah. must own like yeah. you guys are african abby yeah. and yeah. you are black oh. traditionally so we must own you yeah, we own like you. by default so Brooklyn, when you think about Brooklyn. it like that you now start to realize yeah. where he's coming from like, you think Brooklyn is the president because, of nigeria because they own us god it was so it was such a and then and then the last question this one was my my grandfather he went to school in the uk when he was very young on some scholarship so was like the 20s I, I think the no, no, it was like the forties, fifties. No way. Yeah, your grandpa grew up in young in fifties. Yeah, my parents were born in the sixties. Yeah, my parents were born in the sixties. There's no way your grandfather your was young in the fifties. Except your grandpa. Except your except your except your grandpa was My parents were born in the sixties. Yeah. So that's ten years earlier they were in college. Ah, you people don't know I'm about to marry. People don't know. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. So, okay, maybe all right. I guess. So in the fifties, he went to the UK. Papa was, my father was born at least probably late fifties. Oh, okay, 60s. it's different. Uh, but my but that. my grandfather had eight children. Okay, okay. that's fine. So it's yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's so, so he was a Rolling Stone. So he he um he he got a question, two questions. They'll be like, "Oh, your English is so good." Do you learn it on the boat on the way here? <laughs> oh, and I was like, "Baba, do you know there are planes?" 
No, 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 no. You are thinking about it wrongly. It's not a lack. They are not saying. They are not talking about. No, no, no. Not in that time. They are not talking about. They are talking about. No, no. They are not even talking about transportation. They are talking about slavery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you came here as a slave and you have given you freedom. And then one that is even worse. They were like, "Did you cut off your tail?" Oh, and like I don't see a tail. Did you cut off your tail? And I'm like, no, I fold tails. They thought they thought black people had tails, and that that tail thing is. I read a book from another like so a Nigerian that that moved to the UK in the fifties too, and she got that question to that same tail question. Do you guys have tails? I heard you have tails. So why are you learning that black people have tails? This from it's it's the the efforts to dehumanize black people. Yes, it's there's 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 actually so many. It's it's long long story. Let's Let's focus on today's racism, not against today's racism. Today's racism is still here. Look, if we start talking about that, we'll be here forever because there's just so much to unpack, man. So much. That is it for today, guys. Join us next week on part two. As we talk about George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, our racial experiences, and just everything in between. Cheers. <laughs> but you know, before 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 I head off, do you guys want you guys want to just you know tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast as well? Just you know, plugger. Well, we we do a lot of social and cultural commentary on our podcast, right? And that's saying it in like the political way. That's like if I was campaigning for president, we like to talk shit, but we like to talk shit about like important stuff, right? So if you, it really is just like kicking it with the boys, to be honest. We really just get around and there's like too many people here in this group of four that are woke and that some conspiracy theorists, let's be honest. (laughs) But like... We just like drink alcohol. Some of us smoke weed. No, I don't know who are those people, but some of us like smoke weed. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. And then some of us drink alcohol and then we just like start talking some shit and we're like, you know who should hear this? The world. Everybody. The world. Everybody should hear this. So, um, and it helps that we're funny. I mean, if you don't think so, you just have bad sense of humor. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so we talk a lot of shit and we have. I mean, we've gone different topics from our just personal uh, experiences with immigration to how religion intersects with racism mm-hmm. to just even talking about like the male female dynamic. And while like that's always an interesting thing to talk about, like men and women in how we interact with each other, like ah, women do this, men are scum, and blah 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 blah. I think those account for like point one percent of what we talk about because there's so much happening in the world that like if your biggest yeah. focus yeah. is like how babes are like not answering your your dms like yeah. my guy before cost man yeah. do you know what i mean so we we approach a lot of different topics uh not all I, of us are focused just... yeah okay so we <laughs> no no we're, we're still focused even when our stupidity so you guys yeah you want to yeah, pick one episode so, so one one episode that we think is, that's a good gateway um so i i think a good a good one is it that guy good gateway is very unfocused let's be honest which one the the, yeah, the tweet one is very is very unfocused but i think it's controversial it's, it's a very it's a very funny gateway it's a way to get in and start laughing but i think you can start to get into more serious topics i really like where we talk about religion and, and racism just because like we found several different doc well we found a document that kind of just led us down a, a path of, of researching where we see how for years several years religion has kind of intersected what has been used as a driver to kind of just push racism across the world right but then we have had conversations about just trauma from leaving in nigeria and going to high school in nigeria yeah right like it's something that's so downplayed but like it's crazy the way it was so these are things that if you ever lived in those places you can relate to but even if you didn't you can see a different perspective and you can relate with the people if you have people in your lives like i saw one young lady comment on one of our uh, episode she was like this really was a good insight for someone who's married to a nigerian right because mm. like apparently yeah. she's married to a nigerian and yeah that was my, it was it my was a, yeah so it was a really good way for her to like see like oh this is why he thinks the way he thinks on certain issues mm-hmm. so you can be white and love it still yeah. i mean yeah. we say a lot of things that sound like like what anti white oh i say it all the time i'm, I'm not anti-white people i'm mm-hmm. anti-whiteness like, so and the concept of whiteness. He is. I. I'm. I'm. Okay. Well, I so mean, um, I mean, I, I still. I, they're not my friends, but I'm not anti them. You okay. know. Uh, um, okay. Yes. We are the world. That's so, all yeah. I have to say. So, like we said, the two episodes. The first one is called the one about religion, religion and racism, featuring Madina and Busoma. Then that's one is a serious one. Then if you want one that is just for bands, the one about controversial tweets. All right. Thanks, guys.
And as usual, it's been the Bias Reality Podcast. You know where to find us. Instagram, Bias Reality underscore. Or the website, BiasStudios.com. And yeah, check out the Off The Rails Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at Off The Rails Pod. And you can also find their podcast basically anywhere you get podcasts. And with that, we're up. Catch you guys later.